Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who pretty soon might need his own emotional support Metroid, Mr. Drew Celestino. They're not, they're not good for that. They just suck the life out of you more. Well, I mean... That's why they're the most dangerous beings in the galaxy. But this one will be emotionally supportive. So, it's basically like the baby from Super Metroid in that it will protect me from all threats. Sure. It will see me as its mother. Kind of. And then in my hour of need, it will latch itself onto me after sucking the life force out of my aggressor and then give me the life force, thus giving me the super laser. I mean, maybe. All right. All I know is emotional support. Yeah. That's, that's the extent. I could I could use some. Here. here we are, sir, back again. Uh, another another episode. How how was your week? Um. Well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> you you've seen you've seen what I'm living with. Still, yes. We're on the track to completion, but we're still not done. You know what your kitchen reminds me of? What's it reminds that? me of the old instruction booklets for the original Transformer toys. How it like shows you how to transform said toy yeah and like each picture is like a different phase of transformation yeah so that's kind of what your kitchen's like right now but we're not we're not at the end phase yet you're getting close we're closer you're getting closer and on top of that um the new and improved cobra island studios took a giant step forward as well this week we got a fire bat dome um no that'd be cool we're gonna get one though right i mean no. <laughs> I don't know how it could exactly come out of the basement. But I wanted a dome that a fire bat would come out of. I mean, we can we, we can get a ceremonial fire bat toy if it yes. helps. Uh, pointed. Thank you, Kevin Sorbo. I'm sorry. But it has walls. Four of them. Yeah, the room we're in now has four walls. Yeah, but this one will be better. I'm bigger not, i'm still not hearing fire bat dome well, i can't help you there i'm sorry right. it's a little out of the budget especially with you know the impending deli- you know delivery of the child in, in in a few weeks all right you know fire bat dome eh, the rocking chair you're sitting in right now do i get to fly the fire bat uh, no you're not qualified yes i am okay of the two of us, which one actually owned a terror dome? Drone. Uh, number one, Sorry. say it right. Number two, that's irrelevant. <laughs> I know we joked that you can fly your pilot, but you're not actually a pilot. <laughs> Listen, Top Gun, the Nintendo game, taught me anything. That you, you can't land. I could, t- I could fly. It's just taking off and landing. So you're trick. basically Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's not bad. Fly, yes. It's not bad. Land, no. No. So don't feel bad. No one ever landed at damn plane. Quick question before we get back to your week. Did they ever release? I know they release it in like anniversary sets and whatnot. Did they they ever release a standalone fire bat in the original G.I. Joe run? I don't think so. Or did you only get it as part of the Terror Drone? I think it was only part of the Terror Drone, but we had technology. I can, go- I can Google this. As you're Googling it, continue to tell us about your week. Oh, I mean, this has really been it. Um, 
the coolest thing that happened really this week was uh, Jen's coworkers threw us a little uh, baby shower. Nice. <laughs> it was very. It was very unexpected and very nice. It was More like fifteen showers. people. And um, just you know, lunch and drinks and uh, more more stuff, stuff, <laughs> stuff that yep. I that, that stuff that's taking is, stuff is stuff, stuff is stuff. So um, it was very nice though. They didn't have to do that, and it was pretty cool that they did. So cool. it was pretty good. Uh, other than that, um, pretty much low key. Uh, we had a game night. We played Dice Forge. Yes, that was enjoyable. Um, cool game, customizable dice. What a concept. Yeah, good. And, uh, um, really good pace game. Yeah, it moved along pretty nicely. Let's see. I got the fire bat up. And let's see what Yojo.com has to say about it. Aha. Okay, the fire bat was first released with the Cobra Terror Drome to U.S. toy stores in 1986. It included the fire bat pilot AVAC, and it was, sold in ni- it was also sold in 1987 and discontinued domestically in 1988. That's a little vague as, as, as to if it was sold independently or not. It says it was sold in. Yeah. So that could be the Terradrome as well. But, new paragraph. From 1988 to 1993, the fire bat was available via mail order from Hasbro Direct, but it was a brighter red rather than the original maroon. Mm. There you All go. Right. There you go. Cool. So now we know more about the fire bat. And knowing is half the battle. I, I heard that somewhere before. Yes. So anyway, um, yeah, Dice Forge was cool. And then um, I also got a chance to uh, watch the um, Devin Townsend Project Ocean Machine live Blu-ray on, on, on Saturday night. Or was it Sunday night? Whichever. Oh, my God. Number one, that record is basically a perfect album as it is. And the live version of it was, my God, I'm still, like, picking my jaw up off the floor. Holy cow. Just epic. Cool. Epic. I, anytime music gets me gets me in a mood, I will rave about it. And that was just one of those things where it's like, man, this record has been, like, one of my favorite records for a long time. It's never been played live in its entirety. So here, here it is from last year, or no, this year maybe even. Sonic Boom, I believe, is the term I would use. <laughs> All right, well, so funny yeah. considering what we're going to talk about later on in the show. Okay, well, yeah, there you go. That was yeah. my week. How about cool. what's going on? Uh, my week was, like you said, we played uh, Dice Forge Friday night. Um, I tried pad thai for the first time. You did. I'm so did. proud of you. I really enjoyed it. It was Not, very good. Yeah. I had it uh, this past weekend again. Wasn't as good this time, but I got a mild, and clearly it needs a little bit of kick. You need a little it. spice. Um, so that was really good. Dice Forge was fun. Once you're, on the, once you're on the path of the ethnic food, it's hard to go back. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just going to warn you now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, like... Steak and potato is just like, oh, is that all you got? Because, you know. Hey, I'm never going to kick a good steak out of bed for eating crackers. No, but you might be like, you know, steak, we've had some good times, but uh, perhaps we could invite uh, a little spice into the room here. <laughs> so that was Friday. The rest of my week was pretty much just kind of focused on the new job and yeah. getting custom coat. that and whatnot. Lab coat. Yeah. So, yeah. Dr. Mario. Yes. <laughs> it's a me. I'll have you know Dr. that I'm hearing the music in my head right now. I never played Dr. Mario, so I don't know what the music sounds like. Well, there's three different songs. 
but they're all good. So, dear listener, if you'd like to tell us about your week, send us any questions or comments to the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. Give us a like there. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. And Drew, that does bring us to questions for the week. We do have a couple questions, uh, as usual, submitted by the wonderful supporters of the show. The the When Harry Met Sally of The Devil's Do, Ooh. Uh, Mr. J. Gelsomino, Mr. Alan Waiters. But we have an added bonus this week, Drew. For we are joined live and in person by Mr. Alan Waiters. Alan, welcome back to the courthouse. Hola, como estas? See, see, it's not just welcome back to the courthouse, Carl. Welcome back to the country. Welcome back to Los Estados Unidos. (laughs) Yes, I'm back in Colombian form. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell, tell the people where you were, man. Uh, Pretty much everywhere in Colombia. We started off in... We started in Bogota first, the capital of Colombia, uh, we landed there, and then we went. Uh, it was my mother and I and my mother's friend. And my mother's friend is from Colombia, so she invited us over there. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. They had to worry about hotels or anything. But the first night we went there, we went to the Museum of Gold. It was pretty awesome because I've never seen like pure finite gold, like all the old gold that came from the Incan Empire went straight to Colombia, to Cartagena, uh, all the em- all the emeralds. Uh, I didn't know Columbia was big in mining emeralds, but there's a lot of emeralds over there. Uh, I went to a mine that had a cathedral under the mine. It was pretty cool, and that, there was also emeralds down there, gold, and there was like there was like a sanctuary everywhere. So there was a statue where people could sp- uh, to stop and worship, and it was it was pretty cool. Then we the next day we went to Cartagena. Well, we flew Cartagena. we flew to Cartagena, which was awesome. And it's just like picture uh, the French Quarter, New Orleans. It was just like that. Wow! It it was just uh, incredible. I'm a huge. I love like like seeing old historical things. And when I saw the architecture, I was just, I was just blown away. And I, I posted a lot of pictures on my Facebook, so it was it was really really. It was just really neat, and they had cannons everywhere because it was it was like a huge fort. Because apparently Cartagena was considered the crown jewel of the Spanish Empire, because that's where they were all shipping all the all the gold and emeralds and spices to Spain. So that was like their huge fort. They had to protect it. There's like massive wall. There's cannons everywhere. I don't think they're working now, but there's cannons over <laughs> there. But it was it was pretty awesome. It was an awesome trip. I really enjoyed it. I got to see a lot of little uh, towns, and the people were so friendly. And yes, the Colombian coffee is the best in the world, hands down. See, this is coming from a man who himself is a professed not a coffee drinker. That's right. So. Well, we, he was kind enough to bring us some back, so we are going to give this. We're going to give this a go. We will definitely sample. It's very nice. When, you, thank when you. you were in Cartagena. Mm-hmm. Did you stop and appreciate the fact that you were in the place where a large chunk of the film Romancing the Stone took place? Oh yeah. I I loved it. It was just it was just I was like, man, this is where Joan Wilder was. Joan Wilder. 
Ant Man yeah. was here. Joel yeah, he was Ant Man. Ant Man was here. <laughs> that was pretty cool because you know they had the old cobblestone uh, roads too. They kept it very nice. It's just and it's considered one of the most historic places in in all of the world. So and it kept it pretty nice. Awesome. It's a little mule Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. But yeah. All right, Alan. Since you are here in person today, you did. You were nice enough to send us in some questions, but that was before we decided to have you on site. So you know what? You're here. Why don't you go ahead and just read your questions for us okay. aloud? All right. So, Carl Andrew, mm-hmm. will you be picking up the new Fantastic Four comic tomorrow? And at the time of people listening, it will be today. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I will. The only question is, what cover do I want? Because there are many. Go with Alex Ross. Alex Ross is the safe bet. I was, as I was remarking before we started recording, I'm also a big fan of the Art Adams cover, because Art Adams is a amazing artist who I almost feel goes underappreciated. Um, I will peruse the interiors and decide on the spot. Okay. Wow. So you're not all in. I've never been a huge... like I, I approach the Fantastic Four like... Music fans may approach the Beatles or Nirvana mm. that might not listen to them regularly. I appreciate what they are and what they mean and what they represent, but I've never been a huge reader Okay, of Fantastic Four. I think you need the Wade Waringo run in your life. I think you would really, really, There's really enjoy it. There's a lot of stuff it. I got to read right now. It's just... That's an easy, easy brush off. That's fine. That's fair. I, listen, I, listen it's, I'm not. I'm sure it's quality, but it's read that or play Octopath Traveler. Hmm. Uh, mm, I see your dilemma. Yeah, but yeah. considering, eh, never mind. We'll 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 we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll circle back, Doc. If only all life's decisions were that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. <laughs> all right. Follow question. What other titles do you recommend besides Saga? Is this for both of us? Oh, yes. Just hmm. like comic titles? Yes, comic titles. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, it's pretty well-tried ground for us. It's just wrapping up, but it's uh, continuing on in a new form. So uh, uh, this book called Des- Descender mm-hmm. uh, by Jeff Lemire. Um, it, like I said, it's just ending, but it is the, its universe is continuing, and it's going to be called Ascender. So Descender just finished. If I would say if you like um, Mass Effect crossed with E.T. crossed with uh, Short Circuit hmm. with a dash of the movie A.I., mm-hmm. that's kind of Descender. It's about like robots in the future that uh, decide to take over all civilization and start killing humans <laughs> but there so, a piece has to be broken so broker. terminator you yeah, could have just said terminator. terminator no it's not it's not like terminator at all actually <laughs> what so you like, describe sounds like a bad meth trip mm-hmm. well because the main character is a a, a a robot boy okay so like ai he's like a robot companion okay. for for you know a family and he also holds the key to stopping the war for whatever reason. Okay. And the way the war got kicked off was at a certain point in human history or, you know, galactic history, I should say, because this is a galactic tale. Uh, humans and machines coexisted fine. And then out of nowhere, giant 
planet-sized robots showed up in the solar system and like nuked a planet. Like the Eternals? Kind of like the Eternals, yeah, or, or uh, the Celestials. The Celestials, or, the yeah, Celestials. The Celestials, yeah. Like that. And that kick-started the war. So humans immediately started to become distrustful of machines and started to reject them and started to scrap them, and it became like a thing, and there's like a robot homeworld now, and uh, it's a really good series. So like I, really, I, I strongly recommend uh, Descender. That's a really great one. Um, and I, I'll say it on the show a million times. Basically anything by uh, Ed Brubaker is going to be worth your time. So Kill or Be Killed just ended. Um, his series, his latest series with uh, Sean Phillips on the art. And it was excellent, as they almost always are. So whatever they do, I would recommend that to you. And uh, I, 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 that, you know, that's, that's good for now. Um, those two are some of my recent favorites. Hmm. Um, I will say from Marvel... Uh, Daredevil, mm-hmm. of course. Daredevil's still good. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, even though the last page of issue two left a bad taste in my mouth, all the pages leading up to that have been fantastic. I like that um, one, too. I'm trying to think of what else from... I think that's pretty much it from Marvel. Uh, DC, uh, Batman, Tom King is just doing amazing on, on Batman. Um uh, I personally enjoy Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Um, and then Indy, I would say, I said, like one of the great standbys going on a couple of years now has been Mark Wade's Archie hmm. is still fantastic. So those are my suggestions. Cool. All right, Carl, this is my question for you. All right. Do you see any coincidence that there are more bears showing up since I came back from Columbia? Um, I mean, I feel at this point we do have enough data to draw a line between bear appearances and Allen appearances. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I hope at least uh, with with the Orchard Park bear, I hope they just trank him and Mm-hmm. Send him on his way. Yeah, we don't well, have to. Can we not kill the bear, please? Well, the last one got hit and was injured yeah. badly. So well, like they could have helped him. There yeah. are bear doctors, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, follow up question for Carl. Carl, will you finally admit on air that I was right about wind jammers coming to switch? Remember, I said this would happen months ago when it was announced SK would release its for, would release its collection on the Switch. See, Alan, as I, I'm baffled because as a teacher, you have an understanding of context. I sure do. the The context in which you said Windjammers was coming out was on the SNK collection, to which I said, "No, it is not," because I got all excited. That Windjammers was coming to Switch because you told me Windjammers is coming to Switch on the SNK collection. <coughs> Excuse me. And it turned out it wasn't. I never at one point said that Windjammers would not come out on Switch. I'm very happy Windjammers has been announced on Switch. And I'm YouTube better buy it because it's one of the most amazing games ever made. Oh, I will. Definitely will. All right, and Mr. Drew. Yeah. Here's your question. <laughs> Drew, if you can pick a celebrity or a comedian to watch the next Avengers film, 
Who would it be? <laughs> this is based on the Leslie Jones experience. Yes. I okay. would like to oh, see. Oh yeah, dude. If you if you <laughs> if you ever get a chance, I know you don't watch the show. Yeah. But if you ever get a chance, go on YouTube, look up Leslie Jones watching episodes of Game of Thrones with Seth Myers. I think I've seen clips of this. It's it is, bananas. Oh my god, I would watch anything with Leslie Jones. <laughs> She's definitely my pick. She's funny. So um any celebrity hey, what's the, any celebrity or whatever to watch anything with? Is that no, the next Avengers. The next film. Avengers film with. Hmm. Um, I, I would put in the caveat: this would be your second viewing because you don't want to be distracted on the first viewing. Yeah, God no. Um, at, 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 does it have to be a celebrity? Celebrity or comedian? Celebrity or comedian? Are you saying comedians aren't celebrities? Then, well, not necessarily. Not necessarily, yeah. Um, this is a bit of a. Ch- I'm, I'm not. I'm not super familiar with with modern. Comedy, so it's hard to uh, be relevant here. Um, if you were still alive, I think watching basically anything with Mitch Hedberg would be quite an experience because he's like my favorite comedian ever. Um, although he does have superhero knowledge, though maybe not his Marvel focus, but maybe something with watching with Jerry Seinfeld might be kind of interesting since he was such a big superhero fan. Hmm. So there, there you go. Well, those are my questions. Okay. Cool. Thank cool. You very much, Alan. All right. And moving on to Mr. J.J. Alessimino. Drew and Carl, given the recent debate on the forward progress of the show. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Do you feel that you and Drew should change formats and cover the cinematic works of Kurt Russell and Jean-Claude Van Damme and, wow. rec- and record at Russell's Steakhouse? Ooh. You can call it Russell's and Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> If we could afford to eat at Russell's Steakhouse once a week, I would be all for that. It's, it's, it's quality wordplay. It's, quali- it's quality wordplay right there. Uh, so it's got layers. Yeah, it's Brussels. You got you to dive deep. <laughs> It'd be an interesting podcast because like one, one week we do a Kurt Russell movie. Yay. Next week we do a Van Damme movie. I, I mean, the first his initial wave was okay. Early Van Damme was yeah, yeah, Bloodsport, Kickboxer. What? What's the? What's the? What's the line? What's the apex? Where's the start <laughs> to descend? Ah, oh, I think once Dennis Rodman gets involved, you're on shaky yeah. ground. <laughs> Probably. You want to say Street Fighter? I think he was on his way down. Yeah, that was that. definitely yeah. a downturn. Um, I mean. Not double team, right? Because that would no. double team was the one with Dennis Rodman. No, no, yeah. double team was the one. With, it was him oh, he and played, him. Yeah, he played, he played his, his own, own brother. I'm bringing up his IMDb now. Oh wow, we're doing this. Okay, <laughs> we got to know when we got to know when the peak was when the uh, descent happened. Okay, all right. So give me, give me the filmography. Now I'm I'm bringing it up. Bringing it up. All right. So we gotta go back. So many straight <laughs> DVD films. Wow. So many. I'm impressed he even did that for a while. He was nowhere for a while. Oh, you know what? Go on. I think the peak was right before Street Fighter. Okay. Time well, Cop. Oh, oh. Time, time Cop is good. It it was uh so Yeah, it was before the, that it was before, not bad. Before that was um Universal Soldier. That good. was good. It was mm-hmm. good. Uh, Double Impact, kind of. like you said, was good. Kind of. Um Lionheart. The problem with Lionheart is it comes right after Kickboxer. You could put Bloodsport, Lionheart, and Kickboxer in front of me and just intercut different scenes of each movie, and I wouldn't be able to yeah. tell the difference. So I'm going to say the peak was Time Cop. All right. And then after that is when Street Fighter came out, Sudden Death, 
when he was the security guard in the the hockey the movie. hockey movie yeah that's right <laughs> yeah and then it yeah then we, it we were goes. done by then that was it yeah oh, oh, oh. the the decline is steep yeah yeah so, time uh, cop time cop man that's that i think that's fair i think that's a that is that is that is fair and he had a ridiculous mullet in that movie too yep <laughs> thing of beauty thing of beauty okay uh drew we're less than a month out from Daddy Drew being a thing. <laughs> I know, I know. What a world we live in. <laughs> if something were to happen later in the boy's life, as it has to be one or the other. Uh-oh. If, if something were to happen later in the boy's life, and it has to be one or the other, would you rather tr- the child become RoboCop or Swamp Thing? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <he's>, Whoa. <laughs> Um, spectrum meet complete opposite. I mean, okay, so <laughs> all right. Let's let's weigh this out, shall we? Okay. In all, for all intents and purposes, in either of these scenarios, my child is dead. Yeah, so you're at least having a very bad day. Uh, no, they're dead. And in one scenario, they're. Brought back to, I'm air quoting, life in a cybernetic body with their memory kind of wonky. Yeah. And I don't know, they're not really the same and they don't really remember who they are, but they kind of do, but not really. So it's not really the same person anymore. On the other hand... Uh, so can I just throw in a little bonus to the RoboCop scenario? Mm-hmm. He could be a portable Wi-Fi hotspot. I mean, I, in, in 2018, I hope he would have that ability. <laughs> yeah. So maybe in 87, no, not so much. But now, yeah, I expect that. Um, okay. On the other hand, were he Swamp Thing, I mean, regeneration, the ability to teleport basically anywhere in the world because plant life is ubiquitous, um, in intergalactic as well. So he would have a lot of ability to traverse the stars and whatnot, Um be connected to the green. He's in touch with life and the environment. And I'm cool with all that stuff. You know, that, that's all good stuff. And I could still hold conversations and his memory would be intact. But here's the rub. Swamp Thing is not actually the same person. Not Alec Holland. It's not Alec Holland. So it wouldn't be my son either. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a elemental spirit that thinks it's a person. So even though it has all the memories and experiences and whatnot, it's really not that person. But then we get into the whole question of what does that really mean anyway? Because then you get into like Star Trek land where every time you step on the transporter, is it a suicide machine and a copy of you is made somewhere (laughs) else? You know what I'm saying? When you go to bed at night, Carl, how do you know you don't die and wake up someone else? You don't know that. Make a choice, Drew. Good rule of life. When in doubt, choose RoboCop. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> Carl, did you take into consideration my idea for giving Alan his own segment on the show each week we where are. he answers his own questions <laughs> via Skype? Or coffee, <laughs> coffee break or mocha minutes spring to mind. Mocha Look minutes. At me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm so far ahead of the curve. I answered the question before <laughs> it was even asked. Wow. All right. Thank you, Alan and Jay, of course, for your questions. 
Yeah, we All thought right. about it. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as as you heard in in our weeks and whatnot, and with uh, things going on in lives and schedules and craziness going on, uh, we. Uh, we didn't watch the episode of Jessica Jones. I have not had a chance. I, you you I, haven't had a chance. I, I mean, I would have, but I've been stuck in these like late afternoon training sessions for work, and they're going yeah. they're going till like six o'clock. I don't get home till like six thirty, and it's like the last two days, and I have two more days to do. And it's, yeah. it's it's ridiculous. And uh, here we are, and I haven't had a chance to watch Jessica Jones. So, so. it's just going to be kind of a new show. But fortunately, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, some of it will be like big conversation stuff. Ours just like, hey, cool, look, this happened. Okay. Um. So yeah. Let's. Uh, where do we want to start? Where do we want to? Start? Has there been, has there been a, a feel for where we're at with all this uh, uh, show the, the poll development? The poll that was put up on Twitter, I believe, ends tomorrow. All right, it's so cur- we'll we'll wait. I believe it's currently. I keep the show the way it is. Oh, well, so thank you all for that. We may have to, <laughs> <laughs> and probably are of all that. So we may or may not have to override the the six people who voted. And oh well, well, okay. Let's <laughs> <it's, laughs> Um, okay, I'll disappoint six people. Yep. But if it's like sixty, I you know. Okay, well, you know. So we'll start with uh, stuff that just popped out today. It was confirmed that we will have uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Okay, so we're confirming that it, number one that they're alive again, and number two that it takes place after Infinity War Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> yep. again, kind of going back to one of the the debate: is it great to be living in this time? Is it now with all the information we have and whatnot? So, two or, more two more characters you could check in the safe box. Swerve, bro! It takes place before Infinity War. Hmm. Like Ant-Man, it just kind of dovetails into it. That'd be a cheat, though, wouldn't yeah, it? I don't think they'd yeah. do that, considering how long after yeah. Infinity War or Avengers 4 it's coming out. So, But I think this is cool. I think that'll be a, an interesting chemistry between Spider-Man and Nick Fury. You do realize what they're doing, right? Why? They're doing the, the, the Peter Parker Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. gimmick. Remember that What If issue? Well, oh. no, they, that's been the whole, like, Peter Parker, Spy, Nick Fury things. They've been doing that a lot in, like, a lot of the animated series. Oh. So, yeah, this has, this definitely has uh, precedence. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but cool. Yeah. yeah, sure. Alan, any thoughts on? I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, I was like oh, that's pretty cool. You know, having Samuel Jackson, and I think in the recent uh, Spectacular, I don't know, the one on Disney, Spider-Man, like, Fury, Coulson, and Maria Hill was involved heavily with Peter Parker. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're trying to take that angle. I could be wrong. And also, I don't know if you guys noticed, too, in Infinity War, it was just caught. Obsidian Maw had what looks to be Captain Marvel's costume on his belt. Really? Yeah. If you look it up, yeah. look it up. We'll, have, we'll have the Blu-ray next week, probably, yeah. right? Next week? Yeah, next week, the fourteenth. Okay. But yeah. I saw it. It was on the internet. It was on various sites. I saw it. Read it. They zoomed in up City Mall. You know the big Hulk looking. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Yeah. On his right side, there's like a little red, blue, and gold um, thing, and they assume it's Captain Marvel's part of Captain Marvel's um, costume. So there could be a little tire, or it could be, or it could be, it could be. It's you know, a wink. Yeah. I mean, you know, like when. Iron Man had Cap's shield in his yeah. workshop or whatever, right? But yeah, people are people are buzzing all over on the internet right now. Eh. 
Let them, let them buzz. <laughs> let the internet buzz. By the way, I saw I fit into war twice when I came back. On the plane. That's pretty cool. So I was like, hmm, three and a half hours. I saw Justice League on a plane. (laughs) Yeah, how did that go? Stunk then, too. (laughs) 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 Terrible. So speaking of the the DC stuffs, Uh um, we officially have a Batwoman. Uh, Oh, yeah, there's a show, right? Yeah. Yeah, Did we discuss last week that? Batwoman's getting her own show after she's yep. introduced in the crossover event. Yeah, probably. Uh, actress Ruby Rose has been cast as Batwoman. Ruby Rose currently is in Orange is the New Black, and she's done like a bunch of action films here or there. Um, I mean, I don't see anything that leads me to believe this is necessarily a horrible casting. Uh, she, she's a name. She's been on TV shows, so it seems like a natural thing yeah she hasn't um, led a show but this is maybe a big break for her yeah so it'll be interesting to see how she's introduced and because they're going to introduce her in the crossover like mm-hmm. once a season all the shows crossover um and then the next season i think is when sh- her show starts so we'll right, be, well, well I'm, I'm very interested to see how they're going to handle um this You're, we just want to know if, if, if they're going to mention batman they're, or are they, is he off limits? Because you know how they you know how they operate over there. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But they're going to mention Batman and Gotham, Drew. I'd, I'd have to care about Gotham to, to have a way in, way in on this. Yeah, not many people do. I, I know Gotham's a thing. I don't know why it's a thing. So from the good side of DC live action, we move now to the dumpster fire. Ah, so, this is the good side. It was. Yeah. It was reported earlier in the week that Warner Brothers is officially developing a Supergirl film. Okay, let me stop you right there. Okay. Why? We have a show. People seem to like the show. To to answer the question of why on itself, because we're living in a world where Supergirl is an established commodity. Okay, but... This is the company that can't make a good Superman movie. We're going to trust them to make a Supergirl movie? And again, and again, we've got the show. It's right there. People like the show. Point, counterpoint. They did make a good Wonder Woman movie, so. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't think. Uh, okay. Maybe they're kind of steering into what they do well. They did it right once. <laughs> <laughs> That's one out of like six attempts. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not the Cleveland Browns. No. <laughs> they're just the Detroit Lions. Oh, I don't I mean, okay. So yeah. So if that's their angle, they think that just making them all women will solve their problems. I'm not saying that's their angle. I'm just saying it's, you know, that, that's, I don't think it'll happen. I think oh, uh, well, development hell ones. It, it could happen. Right. It shouldn't happen. Nope. Totally agree. It's just like they are, they have a hit show with Supergirl on CW. And in my opinion, I don't think there's any point to making a Supergirl movie unless you're having Melissa Benoit yeah. cast as her. 
you know, it was a Benoist, whatever. Or yeah, or Benoist. Yeah, you're correct. I don't have but to say But they, but they, it's the same thing. What, like I said, they're now they're doing the Flash movie again. It's just like no, they're not. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> let's, let's pause for a moment. Allegedly, let's pause for a moment. That show is very successful. Yes, and there was a time when, like, sure, two versions could exist, right? Right. But I think now that show is so like ingrained on geek culture subconsciousness. Yeah. I don't even watch it, but I know like all the memes about it, and like people are really dialed into the Flash show. There, no, there was no, there was no demand for more cinematic flash no. at all. Mm, no, like we don't need two of this. We like this one over here. We have him. He's cool. We like this one. Yes, Ezra, you can go away, buddy. Thank you. Go be quirky in some other movie. We're, we're good here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you, Alan. I don't. I don't get like you have such. But again, it's that old pre two thousand eight way of thinking. Well, that's television. Well, that those are the comics. We don't. We're doing this ah. stuff over here. It's just not. It just doesn't work anymore. So yeah. All right. On to more enjoyable things. Uh, are we still in the dumpster fire? No, we're not in the dumpster <laughs> oh. fire. The only, sorry. What, what do you want me to do? To, okay, Mark, did you see Zack Snyder Mark, confirm Mark, the identity Mark of Dead Robin? Cast in Joker movie. Yeah, whatever. Uh, did you see that Zack, Zack Snyder confirmed the identity of Dead Robin in Batman vs. Superman? Uh, did yep. I see? No. Do I care? Is okay, it, well, when you think Dead what? Robin, who do you think of? Uh, Jason Todd. Yeah, you're I'm wrong. Gonna, I'm going to guess he said it was Dick Grayson. It was, yes, it was. Dick Grayson. Because, yes. Yes, because, you know, the same reason that we shot Jimmy Olsen in the face. Yeah. In the start yeah. of the film. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah. on to a company who knows what they're doing, Disney. Uh, Mostly, yeah. We have discussed a couple times the upcoming live-action Star Wars television series with Jon Favreau and more than, more than one occasion when we have discussed it, the question of budget. Oh, this little gem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, granted, it's Disney, and they got that mouse money. Um, but a live-action Star Wars series, you would think, would have a pretty big budget. That's what we that Yes, yes. We, the, the budget has been revealed. It, yeah. Ten episodes, $100 million. That's not a lot. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That for a television series is not a lot of money. That is a Game lot of Thrones of money. spends almost that much per episode. No, they don't. No, oh, they, yes, they do. Oh, yeah, yes. they do. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. They yeah. spend a ton of money. They don't spend a hundred million dollars an episode. That, the economics the, uh, of that don't make any the, sense the whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, internet that for me, please. There, there's no way. That's bananas. So it break um yeah, so $100 million, 10 episodes. Uh, I don't think it's a huge budget, which indicates that it might be like a smaller scale series, which I don't think either one of us would necessarily be opposed to. You don't think that's a big budget? Okay. I, I mean, I guess I'm wrong, but I, I to, me, a, to me, that sounds insane. For a Star Wars live action series for 10 hours, when you think that like a two hour Star Wars film costs, I think, like $250 million. Mm-hmm. Technology has come so far that 
you don't need to spend that much money to make a good Star Wars TV show. In fact, I would rather they don't spend that much money to make no, it. No, I'm not. Say- I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, what does this kind of indicate as far as the direction they're taking with the show? Alan, you got some answers for us? Yes. Over there? So f- this right here is according to a report from Variety. The Game of Thrones costs a staggering fifteen million a piece. Okay, fifteen. That's a far cry from a hundred. He's got a point. It's okay. a far cry. Ten million dollars an episode is a lot of money, even if it's Star Wars. That is so much money. And it, like so I'm just looking at the big price tag. A hundred mil. They're gonna spend a yeah. hundred mil on a series they're gonna put on a streaming service. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know about all that. Especially in and I'm sorry, I'm just gonna I'm gonna Put it out there again. You gotta pump the brakes on the Star Wars. It's, it's Disney. Hundred million of them is pocket change. Well, after they're spending sixty some billion to acquire uh, Fox, maybe they're not going to be so judicious with just here's, throwing money around. Here's, here's one way to think about it: they just spend sixty some billion to get Puck. <laughs> Puck. <laughs> I do. I just try to think of like the most obscure mutant character. Oh. I mean, all right, look. Maybe they think they're going to make that $100 million back when they re-release the Star Wars uh, unaltered trilogy on Blu-ray now that they own the rights to all of them again. Oh, they would make that back in a... I mean, I'm buying it, so, yeah. okay, maybe it's not that much. I don't know. To me, it's it's not my money. What do I care? But it's uh, uh, $100 million on a TV show. Okay. Go get... Go nuts. Go medium. Not to mention, did you see what their the rumor is it's going to be about? Uh, I heard something about possibly the Mandalorian. Yeah, so it's going to take place after Jedi, but before Episode 7. Because okay. this franchise doesn't know how to move forward at all. We have to just keep mining the past. Anyway, Mandalorians, well, huh? You can't, depending on the release date of the series, you can't necessarily move forward past last jet past episode nine because it's you don't not wanna, gonna it's not gonna spoil anything that it won't be out before episode nine i i promise yeah, you that no you're right um but i'm fine with that it's a it's a era of the the franchise that favreau is pretty well versed in because he voiced one of the mandalorians in the clone Wars series um so yeah i'm i'm John Favreau's doing Star Wars. I'm interested. Sign me up. The guy who gave us Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah. He has a good track record. He also did Jungle Book. I mean, I didn't see Jungle Book, so I'll take your word for it. It's really good. I did hear it was good. Mm-hmm. I heard it was like, really good. It's a Star Wars TV show. What I, I don't know. Whatever. There, there hasn't been a bad Star Wars TV show. Couldn't tell you. I'm not going to watch them. <laughs> there have been bad Star Wars TV specials. Yep. Well, it depends. <laughs> of, the, of the holiday variety. I mean, yeah, it's objectively terrible, but at the same time, it's so bad as a it's so bad it almost comes around to being incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this this past week, uh this past more weekend, two events kinda happened on the same weekend that you know, were I rich and had means to go wherever and do whatever, I would have myself a bit of a quandary. Because mm. this past weekend was the Evo Fighting Game Championships, and this past weekend was also Gen Con. Uh, Gen Con being the largest board game convention in the world. Yep. 
Okay. In the world. So, but starting with Evo, um, some news coming out of Evo. The, uh, the crown of, you know, the crown jewel of Evo has always been Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, Dragon Ball Z Fighters kind of stole its lunch. It had Ooh. more participants. And at one point, uh, the stream of Dragon Ball Z Fighters uh, had Twitch's highest uh, viewership for Evo. Um, which is saying something. This game's been on a tear all year, and it's just been this huge. It's one of those things that hit checks all the boxes, like the style of game it is, in the absence of a of a. I don't want to say legitimate Marvel versus Capcom game, but the absence of a good Marvel versus Capcom game really gave fans of that style of fighting game what they wanted. And then the IP, the Dragon Ball Z IP, um, just being something that pretty much everybody in the in the fighting game community is familiar with has that attraction to it. It's it's like the perfect storm of things, and this game is really really taken off. So. Whereas I'm not surprised that it kind of eclipsed Street Fighter at Evo, it still is worth mentioning given Evo has been predominantly a Street Fighter tournament for mm. its lifespan. Um, right place, right time, and yeah, and definitely. if you think and if you think about the longevity of each IP, I mean, ultimately, Street Fighter is an is an old IP. And you Dragon know, Ball's older. It is, but there's a generation of kids that grew up with Dragon Ball that are now coming of age, where uh, they're they're becoming adults now. They're in their twenties, probably early thirties, possibly at the at the oldest. I would say this is like the the time of the Dragon Ball generation, and now they have this game, which is a very good. So it's a great game for an audience that is right now spending money and active. You know. So it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of a perfect storm. Whereas Street Fighter, it had its day when we were of a certain age, and it's kept going, but its relevance, in my opinion, has declined. Even though the fighting game community keeps it going, Street Fighter as a as a whole, it keeps mining the same old well. So it's like Street Fighter Two, and that's kind of what everyone knows in a way. I think Dragon Ball is a little more universally. It's a little more universal in that it had an animated series, it had a manga. That was a lot of people's introduction to it, where Street Fighter was mainly just a game. I, I'm going to disagree when you say Street Fighter's relevance has declined. Um, that's just that's just not the case. Okay. In, in, in as far as in in the fighting game community or in the mainstream gaming, Street Fighter is still. I mean, it was it was in decline. Like fighting games as a whole went through kind of like a desert period where we weren't getting much of anything then 2008 right. street fighter 4 comes out and reestablishes the brand and yeah but that, and, even that wasn't on par with the the, the, the fever pitch that two had like it was a it was a return to form I'm, i, I would, would never dispute that at all but it, it is not it's i was not say, as relevant as it was when it was the hottest thing in the world is what i'm saying i would say it was more of a fever pitch than two only because of the accessibility of the game with its already built-in notoriety, because you had the introduction of online play and things like that, I'd say it attract more. And plus, you can't discount, you know, Street Fighter Two first out. You got a p- 
pay to play it each time you want to play where this one you just pay for it once you can play all you want so but um but yeah but we also so that was big they're not green lighting john claude van damme movies with street fighter nowadays buddy no but <laughs> that was a 90s thing that, yep, that was hot we're all julia <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace <laughs> I'm not saying the movie killed him, but I'm not saying it did. Jean Claude, Jean Claude Van Damme doing that sonic blow. <laughs> you know that kick you saw the trailer killed him. <laughs> so we also got a new character announcement for Dragon Ball Z Fighters: Cooler. Ah, yes, Cooler is coming to the series. Older brother Frieza. Yes, um, and proud we are of all of that. <laughs> I I like the game. I enjoy it. I just I don't have the time to dedicate to being good at it, and I haven't kept up with the DLC at all. Yeah. Um, but the game is is fantastic. It's very solid. And now I'm glad that there's the beta version on the Switch now. Yes, it's coming out on Switch, huh? It's coming mm-hmm. out on Switch. See, look at this. Yep. See, see, they're starting to come around, Drew. You're in your third party yeah. stuff. By the way, Octopath. Admittedly, Trail. after everyone else gets it, but mm-hmm. but still. I'm happy to see it. Oh, also, the, the, the note, folks, Octopath Traveler has gone over one million copies already. That's and actually is hard to keep up with demand. That's 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 almost astounding to yeah, me. Like I knew is, it was going to be popular, but that's yeah. like very yeah. in Japan popular. you can't get any physical copies. Europe you can't get any physical copies. I think here in the U.S. too you can't get any physical copies. That's insane, and it's in high demand. That is that's awesome. That's awesome. It's, <laughs> it's so a great. It's a great game. It's a great game. I really mean, it, it's it it scratched an itch that clearly people wanted their old school yep. RPGs back. Yep. Sorry, Square, but your melodramatic voice acted crap over the last Ugh, fifteen years that. is maybe not what people wanted. Well, it's got some voice acting in this one. Yeah, well, yeah but I can skip better. it. Yes, you can. I can just keep pushing the A button. I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't gotta listen to Titus do that stupid fake laugh. Uh, uh, my, uh, stop! Uh, you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> So, just jumping back to Evo really quick. Uh, Street Fighter, though, not without its own big moments at Evo. Not only, like, we, they had already announced the season of characters and who was coming out, so it was expected that uh, Sagat was going to be, the Sagat trailer was going to be shown at the end of Evo. Um, but it wasn't at first. Mm-hmm. At first, they surprised everyone by showing the trailer for the new character, G, just letter G. Um, he is he is the president of the world, and L- like like we have, like we have, <laughs> and they showed his trailer, and then showed Sagat's trailer, which was a big surprise. And then even bigger surprise was that they said both characters would be available the next day. Oh, so that was really cool. Uh, Sagat has got a pretty sweet. Uh, look to him he's not like the massive bulk monster he was in the alpha series but he's not like thinned down like he is in the original street fighter games he's got really nice look they brought back his original street fighter 2 stage um like the classic the 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 reclining buddha yep the reclining buddha he's he's got a tiger with him in his intro so you Mm -hmm. know because he does tiger stuff. He, he does. Yes. So everybody is very happy Sagat is back. She never she never take him out. It's not that they took him out, it's just, you know. I'm like I'm like I've I've, I've thought this about um 
in fighting games, especially, well, mainly fighting games, ever since I was a kid, when you make a sequel, never take people away. Just add. I just, I hate I hate to see people taken away because everyone is someone's that. favorite. I disagree with that. I agree that everyone's someone's favorite. I think that you need to have room to grow and just rehashing the same old characters no, no, kind of hinders that. Still put new people in, but but don't take away. <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat 3. It's like, oh, yeah, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and they're all gone. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing to me here? <laughs> no girl. There's no, there's no truth in this art. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who always wants new things in the story to move forward. I was- know, I know. It's, I, hey, look. I'm not saying it makes sense, but yeah, I think about it anyway. So uh, that was Evo. Congratulations to Problem X for bringing home, I believe, Europe's first Evo title. Hmm. Defeating reigning champion Tokido Hmm. in the finals. Um, So, but the other event that was going on this past weekend was Gen Con. Oh, yes. Oh, boy, the things that... Got announced at Gen Con. I should just point out that if you would have went to either one of them, um, you would have probably been the best smelling person there. I'm just going to let that lie. I disagree with that as well, especially (laughs) for Evo. I think you're... Oh, no. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm confident. I'm not... (laughs) I'm very confident (laughs) in that statement. I'm not saying that element is not there in a small respect, at least at Evo, but it's much... Yeah, it's not what you're thinking. Um, okay. But uh, Gen Con, Alan. Yes. What did you hear out of Gen Con that got you excited? Now I'll talk about so, what I heard Gen, Gen Con. So Gen Con, the definitely games that I that we both that we both agree on, definitely Reef was a huge hit. Definitely a hit. Reef being the follow-up to Azul. Azul, yep. Uh, also, the Azul made... Um, uh, Sagrada game was also a huge hit, which is uh, Azul. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it was pretty much it's Azul, Sagrada, but, but it's Azul. Azul. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much the company who made Azul <laughs> says, "Oh, so you're just trying to take our money away? Well, we're just going to make our own game with yeah, yours." They got, they got a little, they got a little hurt feeling yeah. that Sagrada took some of their thunder from this past year, so they just decided to do quote unquote a better version of Sagrada. Right. That's that's some spiteful. That's that's some wrath right yeah. there. So at what that's, point? That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So at what point can we expect Sagrada to respond in in kind with like, oh, well, here's our new game, Blue? No, they just made Blue. it. Ex- <laughs> see, see, see? The only thing that Sagrada did was have an expansion to make it more. So now it's up to six players, which is pretty okay, cool. Okay, that's good. Uh, another yeah. game to note uh, that was also big was Coimbra, which is based on a Portuguese town, I believe. It's a four-player game, and it's a worker placement. It's a huge hit. Uh, so, and Scarabaya is another huge hit that was that was over there. So what's what's Scarabaya? Scarabaya is a four-player game, and it's you're pretty much you're all archaeologists, and you're trying to establish camps across four corners of the globe and uncover the long-lost golden scarabs of Scarabaya. So that's what Scarabaya is. It's a cool. huge hit. Gloomhaven, which I got, and they also announced an expansion to that to add more players. <laughs> and uh, by the way, folks, Gloomhaven is a very expensive game. It's one hundred forty dollars. So, oh. unless, but it's oh. a legacy game. It's a legacy the, game. The box alone is twenty pounds. Yes, yeah. 
I got the box. It's still sealed up. It's 20 pounds. Wow. But it's a yeah. legacy game, and it's right now, if you go if to- If I may? Yep. What's in the box? <laughs> Everything. What is 20 pounds? Like, there's a lot of Are components. miniatures and stuff? Miniatures it's and components. It's kind of like, remember when we tried to play Time Stories? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gloomhaven's kind of like that, to where it's like a continuing, you can only play it through once. I see. Okay. Yeah. But so. apparently it's like- Really freaking good. Yeah. They also made right now Asmodi Digital is already making Gloomhaven digitally now. Okay, it's got that will, much will that, buzz. Will that be one hundred and forty dollars? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. But yeah, I mean, but I have Gloomhaven, and if you go to Board Game Geek right now, it's the number one game. I All mean, right. nothing, All right. nothing can touch it right now. And it's a big la- time commitment. Yes, which is why we probably don't bust out for Friday nights. Yes, it wouldn't be just one Friday night. We'd have to play it like, for like several six, six months straight. Oh, so we, yeah. th- this thing's going to command room in your house for for a duration for a duration of time. In other words, no, because actually the box is like really well organized yeah. and structured. So you just kind of like get everything back in the box when you're done. All right, but yes, yeah, um, um, Gen Con also had they also have like a fighting game tournament over there too. But they had most a fighting of the, game tournament, Gen Con? Yeah, yeah. There's a, well, I went there last year. There's Why so would you many bother rooms. doing that on the same weekend as Evo? <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet it's not the same players. Right. <laughs> the pot's probably not quite as sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but they do. And they also have a cosplay contest and they have other things. So it's yeah. a huge, huge, huge event. Gen Con takes place in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. It's Lucas Oil Stadium. Yep. Right? It's Lucas Oil Stadium and the surrounding hotels. It's gotten that big. Yeah. Gen Con, Drew, is where you find the, the odor you were referring to. Earlier. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, no. oh, I'm sure. They, they it's true. To, they have to post signs reminding people. There's signs, oh, yeah. and they make an announcement that says, please take a shower. <laughs> I swear to God. I was over there. It's like, reminder to please uh, take a shower. Why do all my hobbies have smelly people? <laughs> So is Comics, that, is that wrestling, all, is games. that all you got for Django? And the other one was um, Hitler's Reich. Wait, what? what? Topical. <laughs> so I swear, no, I'm not, I'm not making this you up. You can't just say the title and move on to the next <laughs> subject there, Alan. So Hitler's Reich is a no stacks of army, no hexes. Players fight over Europe across the Atlantic and Mediterranean into Russia using combat mechanisms similar to uh, traditional card game of war. So basically, okay. you're, you're Hitler, you're commanding your army, trying to take over Europe. I don't want to be Hitler. It's very yeah. popular with the MAGA crowd. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. And, you know, and it's uh, two hours to play. So if you like taking over Europe and want to be uh, Hitler, you can do that. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> um, so Gen Con. Oh, boy. Did Fantasy Flight Games just bring a cornucopia of awesome to Gen Con? Oh, boy. So, they Fantasy Flight Games, the makers of... They pretty much have the Star Wars license for all... I'm not sure if it's all board games, but definitely for miniatures games and yeah. card games. Because licenses like that are kind of weird, like we've talked about in the past on the show, like television license and film license being different. So, like... Board games is one type of license. Miniature games is another type of license. Mm-hmm. Card games and what the whole thing. Anyway, 
basically right now board gaming, board gaming, fantasy flight games is the home of Star Wars and of X Wing. And oh, gentlemen, did they did they bring the love to to Gen Con? Well, first off, Gen Con was the uh, X Wing 2.0 was available to the public for the first time at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. All the all the stuff that's coming out in the first wave, which is the core set. <laughs> The the X Wing, the Y Wing, the Tie Advanced, uh, the Fire Spray, the Fang Fighter, and Lando's Millennium Falcon, and it does have the Escape Pod that ejects, and you can use that in the game. Um, all that was available. There were some version two tournaments, and apparently it was all great. Two point is getting a lot of great uh, feedback and buzz about it. It releases uh, to the general public September thirteenth, so we're just a couple weeks away. God, How's that addition on your house coming along? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a big bag for all my one point stuff and just get those start moving those cards out and whatnot. Um, but there were definitely some announcements. They announced the Wave 2 of 2.0, which will have the conversion kits for the First Order and the Resistance, which are now splitting off into their own factions. They announced the AZ-1A Wing, which was the A Wing we saw in The Last Jedi, kind of the new version of the A Wing. All right. Um, Sweet looking model. They announced the, the Mining Guild TIE Fighter, which you... Uh, pointed out looks like Pac-Man. Yes, it does, actually. (laughs) I very much agree with that. What he said, I was like, holy crap, it really does. Um, And then they also announced, this was a big announcement, um, to coincide with the 10th anniversary of Clone Wars, uh, they announced that Clone Wars ships would be making their way to uh, X-Wing, and they announced the, uh, the Jedi Starfighter. And also the Sith Infiltrator, which was Darth Maul's ship from the first, from episode one. It wasn't oh. in a lot of scenes, but, oh, I love this ship. It's just a really cool-looking ship. Mm. Um, so, but the the Republic and the Separatists will be eventually split off into their own factions, which I, I'm not, like, I'm cool with these ships coming in. I'm not sure about splitting them off in their own factions because I think you're kind of starting to dilute the the well a little bit. But they've proven to be... Welcome to Star Wars spinoffs, my friend. They, they've proven <laughs> to be excellent at game design, so I, I will have a wait and see alongside that, which basically just means I've got more ships to buy. Yep. Um, yep. But the... Yep. <laughs> and yep. I'm okay with that because I love this game. And... But the biggest announcement from Fantasy Flight Games, metaphorically and literally, was that the long-demanded item will be coming to Star Wars Armada. The Super Star Destroyer hmm. is coming to Star Wars Armada. And I think it, my first question I asked you was, is, is it how, how to scale is it? <laughs> because if it were to scale with the other ships, yeah. it would be the size of the table yeah, or it's, bigger. It's um, Fantasy Flight Games approaches with the philosophy of, does it look right-sized? So it doesn't. it's not like the X-Wing ships are kind of like a one-to-one scale for the small ships and the big ships, not so much like the epic ships. But for like Armada, 
for most part, it's to scale, but other things are kind of what they, they eyeball and say, okay, this is right-sized. Okay. So, but Super Star Destroyer, it, the model itself is two feet long. <laughs> <laughs> it's the size of a small child. Yeah. <laughs> and it will cost $200. Wow. Which sounds like a lot, but when you consider the quality of the model you're getting. Sure, sure, sure. And you look at stuff that like comes out from like sideshow collectibles and things like that. It's not a horrible price. Can I just point out that they're going to commit to putting out a Super Star Destroyer for $200 for a game, but Hasbro wants to kickstart a Java sale barge. Hmm. Yep. That's that's a valid, valid point. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. So, wow. those were announced. Uh, Do you also see, Alan, the new game that Fantasy Flight Games announced, uh, Key, Keyforge? Keyforge. Um, I heard you talk about it. This was the new hotness at Gen Con this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, any, rela- any relation to Diceforge? No, Mm-mm. no, completely different. Uh, Keyforge is a card battle game. Uh, it's designed by Richard Garfield. Oh, guys, he's the Godfather of Magic. Yeah, and the King of Tokyo. But apparently, it's not like. An LCG, which is limited card game, in which right. packages come out and you know what cards are in the packages and that's the expansion. Nor is it a CCG, which is collectible card game, which is like Magic or Pokemon where you buy blind packs and you hope to get something good. Right. Um, AKA your birthday and Christmas present for me <laughs> since I've known you. Thank you. Um, I, I know you appreciate them. <laughs> but I guess like you buy decks that come in a box and you have to play the deck as it's purchased in the box oh so that's like similar to magic commander so you have your i, I know you guys don't i know. i don't know it's a it's a world that's foreign to me yeah. um but yeah i would i know you play a little bit of magic so yeah. i would definitely recommend checking it out so that was it from gen con and now we come to the the final two uh, news stories this week. The biggest two news stories this week. Uh, first off, uh, it was announced earlier earlier this week that coming soon we will get to make it so again. <laughs> Patrick Stewart announced he is returning to the role of Jean Luc Picard, Captain Starfleet Captain, in a new show, which, from what I read, takes place after Next Generation. Supposedly the next chapter in Picard's life. Um, I am 100% okay with this. Uh, yes, this is okay by me. Um, I'm curious if anyone else will possibly show up intermittently. You got to assume. Yeah, you got to assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cool, man. I've I've wanted a post-TNG show or something for a long time now, so this is, this is pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's... I mean, obviously, it's going to be on the, the streaming service. So, yeah. well, there's the rub, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. There's the rub. Uh, but still, like, yeah, you got to assume uh, everyone's going to kind of show up at some point or another. Maybe not so much Tasha Yar, but you know. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> but I think this is really cool, and it's just like he was just like you know, I considering the last thing we got was Nemesis. Yeah, uh, we, we we could use some better closure. To be fair, um, the of all things, the prequel comic, the prequel comic to the 
first relaunched Trek movie, the the J.J. Abrams movie, the first one. Yes. You know that the, the the plot involves Spock coming back in time. Yeah. The prequel comic takes place post TNG, and Data is the captain of the Enterprise, and uh, Picard's an admiral, and like everyone kind of shows up, and they're all like on all hands on deck to discuss the the problem with uh the the supernova or whatever that was going to kill Romulus and all that stuff. Like it's all like the build up to how Spock decided, okay, I'm going to go back in time to fix up. Like it's it's the prequel comic to the movie. And it's really cool to to have even in comic form just to yeah. have Picard and Data and the Enterprise and yeah. all that crew together again, but later on in their lives. So we're getting a show. Okay, cool. Bring it on. I just hope if they're gonna uh, make Picard an admiral or something, he doesn't follow uh, the trend of uh, Starfleet admirals who are jerks. Because <laughs> if you if you seriously go back and watch Star Trek, like every admiral is a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kirk was an admiral for a little bit. Yeah, he had a yep. moment. <laughs> then he got demoted. Then, well, then he kirked it. To be fair, he's lucky they didn't like put him in prison because he kind yeah. of commandeered a ship and destroyed it. Yeah, <laughs> but he also, you know, saved the but Earth. <laughs> it, it was it it was a ship that was scheduled to be decommissioned. So still, it's not like he crashed Daddy's new car. And, I, and they gave him the enough, keys to Daddy's new car, and then they gave him a new one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, here we we we're sorry, you, you bad boy. You're bad for crashing the car. Here's a new here's toy. a new car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, that's uh, get get more get more Picard. Do you think Shatner is secretly kind of upset because he's kind of expressed no. some regret that like he didn't quite get to go out the way he necessarily wanted yeah. even though he did but he didn't i mean i don't think he really cares yeah i don't think either get a life <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tv show jay <laughs> alan any thoughts on the return of picard yeah, I actually like Picard, and I'm looking forward to it. I just like you said, if, what if there's other more, you know, old cast that start to pop up? Yeah, would be pretty cool. Great captain, not my favorite though. Michael Dorn and... is on the phone right now. <laughs> yeah, probably he's hungry. <laughs> is Lavar Burton on the phone too? Does he need to be? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. still getting collecting his reading oh, rainbow checks bring too. All of them. Bring them all in. Yeah, Whoopi too. Some Jonathan Frakes is growing the beard right now. <laughs> I don't think he ever shaved it. Did he? Even better. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, he did. You remember? Did he shave? He shaved it for Nemesis. Yeah. What a bad call that was. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever made that movie, it's like, did you not realize the quality of the show went up dramatically (laughs) when he when he grew the beard? You could draw a line. You can draw. You can draw a line. It's a TV trope. It's called growing the beard. It's the line of demarcation when the show improves. It's a TV thing. Yeah. Cisco was always my favorite captain. He's the most morally complex. He punched Q once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a staunch Picard and and Kirk guy. Mostly Picard though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not poo pooing either one of them. I'm just saying personal favorites always That's, Cisco. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so there's that last news story of the week. Most show relevant news story of the week. Earlier this week, it was confirmed. Not only what well, kind of what we already knew is that Daredevil season three was coming, but gentlemen. 
Daredevil season three is coming this year. Yeah. Yes. We, 2018. That's surprising, man, because mm-hmm. like fall is Iron Fist, right? Yeah, Iron Fist should be coming out next Iron month. Iron Fist is in September. September. Yep. So that yes. means. No, so that means no, Daredevil is going to be, I would say, either November or December. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do this. Here we go. Show me Bullseye. Yeah, I would say, I want to see Bullseye in his classic. Just. Costume. You're not going to see the classic bullseye. Well, I, he, better should, have, he better have a mask. You should know better. He that. better have a mask. Put a mask on. It's exactly. all it's exactly. all I ask for. We just need a mask. Give the Do man we need a mask. The mask. Yes. yes. Yeah. We watched a movie where he didn't have a mask, and I don't want to see that again. <laughs> well, do we? Let me ask you this, because I think we talked about this in a recent episode. Do we need the mask, or we just need like something on his head with? Target on it, hmm. like a beanie or something. No, beanie's not going to work. It has to be the mask. I want the mask. I don't think the mask works. It works. We'll make it work. Look at Iron Fist. They got him the mask. They gave him the mask. Yeah, his mask is better. Is it though? Yeah. No. No. Bullseye is iconic. There's the Iron Fist is you know Iron Fist is mortal. Jay smiling somewhere right now. Uh, Let the man have a mask, please. Pretty please. I mean, pretty, pretty, pretty please. It's it's more important to you than it is to me, and I get why it's important, and I'm totally fine with that. Just I I I I want you can like hit stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just I want Marvel. To steer into their 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 costumes a little harder yeah. than they than they yeah. tend to do, both film and television. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like you know, clearly we're all on board here. Can we, can we tone up Cap like ten percent? <laughs> oh, he'll he'll get he'll you know he'll look great in the next film mm-hmm. for sure. No, I'm not. Cap Cap's fine. They they do well by Cap. Cap. He's all he's all good. Just keep the mask on more. But that but we've discussed this before. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a movie star thing. They got to have the mask off. You know, yeah. So whatever. But. In, had, in general, they I had think the tone we could, perfect in the first Cap film. The tone, the color tone yeah. of the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super for Winter yeah. Soldier. I think it was good. Winter Soldier, yeah. Winter Soldier's like mm-hmm. both costumes in that movie are great. Yeah. Like his his stealthy shield suit looks awesome, and then when he gets the revamp, it's a, it's a revamped World yeah. War II costume in the latter half of that movie, and it looks great as well. I'm a, his uh, his uh, 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 Age of Ultron suit is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. A little, a little dark, a little dark. A little bit, days. but it's, it looks not good. Not DC dark, though. No, no. Not, well, what could be? <laughs> um, in any case, but that's why I said just like ten percent. No, but like, can, the color for example, like uh, crossbones or something. Like he had yeah. like a like a hard mask on, yeah. and it wasn't a skull, and he didn't have the, the crossed bones on his chest. Like they like they do, they allude yeah, to yeah. it, but like all I'm saying is steer a little harder. Let's let's just embrace what we are here. Right. Let Zemo put on a purple mask. Exactly. <laughs> Rostify them all by ten percent. Marvelify them all by about ten percent. Like I'm okay with this. Agreed. I think fans are too nowadays. Daredevil's running around in a devil outfit for God's sake. Like you know, <laughs> come on. I'm okay with his 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 villain with a ski mask on, with a little bullseye on the forehead. Okay, that works for me. It plays. <laughs> if it was okay, if it was more like a like a. Like you said, ski mask, like a tactical mask. Sure, yes. that you see soldier. I'd be totally okay with that. Well, but yeah, if it was like a like a costume because I just don't think it it would fit the tone 
of the Marvel Netflix show. Just give him some black tactical duds with a mask with the bullseye on the forehead. Hmm. That's it. And maybe some white gloves. The white gloves aren't happening. <laughs> Come outside. on, do it. Do it. <laughs> well, you think about it. They gave Dr. Strange his gloves. They did. Remember that? And it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was the movies. Exactly. You could you both can have the those white gloves. Movies have a different tone, different feel from the Netflix shows. Yeah, but but you and know. did Doctor Strange have the gloves outside of that post credit scene? Was nope. he wor- no, he's in the post credit. I think in Infinity War he had him for a hot minute, did he? Yes. Didn't he? Yeah. He had it for a hot minute, yeah, and then he had to take him off. Like a permanent fixture. The um, fact they went there at all, though, is no, impressive. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's some inside baseball. Like, oh, the, the gloves. Okay, Daredevil coming this year. That's yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty, do you, now, knowing awesome. what we know about the the Disney streaming service, I, they're probably going to keep it off of there because it seems like uh, the tone wouldn't mesh with what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But do we get a little concerned? Like, no. might this be it? For, for 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 Daredevil, um, I honestly don't know. I don't know how I Netflix. See, tr- I could see it decides. happening both ways. I don't. I like because they said like obviously all the the films are going over to the streaming service, but everything that's been said since this whole streaming service stuff began is that the Netflix shows are staying with Netflix, and like I don't, I don't see why they don't just let them keep going because. You're not losing anything. No. I guess... I mean, really, do you want, you know... Do you want to be able to watch <clears throat> Steamboat Willie one minute and then Wilson Fisk collapsing a head with a car door the next? And, I mean... Actually... Oh, you ask. I didn't really... Yeah, sure, sure, sure. No, I don't know. Um, I guess also the, the reason why I ask is, like, if you're doing the Born Again story... um. Or or some version of it, yeah. like they, you know, I'd 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 rather see this show go out on a high note and not peter out later on. So, All right. this could be a very it's it's got epic potential, yeah. And if they deliver, it might be very hard to top. Hmm. And I would hate to see uh, Daredevil fall from grace see what i did there do you see <laughs> what i did there yes i did got the armor costume in that storyline look at that <laughs> circular back to the comics <laughs> all right that uh that does it back for that one. <laughs> bravo that does it for this week's news unless either of you guys have anything else Beware the wetting, Alan? Yes, the wetting. That's all I can say. What to get in? Uh, Waterworld? We've said too much. We've said far too much. Uh, all right, Alan, thank you very much for stopping by. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, guys, and enjoy that coffee. Oh, we shall. All right, folks. That about does it for us here. If you like, you can find us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod, like our page. 
You can email us at the at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the That being said, folks, court. To-